Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast A Childless World. In the previous episode, I gave the floor to former students, young people that is, who said right off the bat that they envisioned a child-free life. Still, listening to them, I kept thinking that they were not really child-free, but rather that if the world were better put together, no fear of the future, no environmental crisis, no patriarchy, they would gladly have a litter of them, of children. And here, right now, I would like to try with you something that has never been done in a podcast, to my knowledge. Okay, never been done in a podcast about demography. I would like to ask you to keep in mind what I've just said, but to bury that thought in your brain until I ask you to dig it up with the following sound trigger. When I say Obama. Yes, we can. Get it? When I will say Obama, you will think back to the fact that the distinction between child-free and childless may not be as clear-cut as we, we can think. do that. In the meantime, to further my investigation, I found women my age who can look back on their journey and their choices. Bonjour, je m'appelle Lila Jacinto. Je suis une journaliste. J'ai 52 ans. I'm child-free. I decided very early uh, not to have children, and I'm 52, and uh, I don't have kids. You'll see. For Lila, not having children was probably the best decision she ever made. A decision that cemented her freedom. There have been many points in my life that have been, you know, difficult. I've moved uh, countries, I've had divorces, and, you know, whenever it's a time of incredible difficulty, I always have said to myself, well, at least I don't have children. And then I, you know, go down on my knees and thank someone that, okay, I don't have this responsibility. So it has made me very free. This was a choice that uh, was very natural to me. It was a very personal choice uh, for me. I just knew it. Uh, you know, I am uh, an American and a French citizen, but I was also born and I grew up in India. Uh, so at, at that point in my life, I had, you know, I'd set this goal of being a war reporter. I don't use that term anymore, but, you know, as, as a young woman, I wanted to be a war reporter and having a child didn't fit with it. So that was just my decision. And most of my friends in Bombay of my age have not had children. Uh, this is not the case with my American friends and definitely not the case with my French friends. What would you say to young women who are considering having a child? Well, the one thing I never do is give advice. You know, I mean, that's just ridiculous because... If anybody is going to listen to me, they're really stupid. You've got to listen to yourself. Lila refuses to give an advice and a minute later willingly gives it. So what advice I, would I give uh, women uh, is the advice I give women for really everything, which is just listen to yourself. And if you don't have the guts to listen to yourself, then probably you won't have the guts to take this decision. Obviously, Lila made the right choice for herself, but it wasn't without a fight. I ask her if this stance has cost her any relationships. Obviously not too much. Between the ages of 25 and 35, Lila lived in New York. All my New York women friends were what I what I call getting 
extreme anxiety. You know, they just wanted a partner for their child and they were not getting a partner because as I told them, you know, your need for children is just you're stinking of fish right now. <laughs> and I never had a problem. And I actually found that in my relationships, we had a lot of room for being a lot more playful and carefree. I believe her. Lila says that in New York, men gave in to the biological clock of women. And in France? And it was only in France where I found men completely baby crazy. Ah, vive la France. Lila proudly wears her child-free banner. However, I can't help thinking that most child-free would choose otherwise in a better world. So I went back to talk with Adelina and Carla, students from the previous episode, the most certain about their child-free stance. I asked them to think carefully. Are you sure you don't want children or are you constrained by patriarchal and climatic forces? Adelina's answer is so well-crafted. Yeah, I find it perhaps hard to separate the two. I definitely see where you're coming from. Ah, that's a good start. That is it more like my personal uh, sort of perhaps lack of desire to have any kids? Um, or is just the fact that I also associated with the very imbalanced, uh, with just additional uh, labor that it requires and so much of it. So yeah, no, I definitely see the sort of... Um, Uh, which one is, is it the chicken or the egg type of question? I don't really know how much, how my, each of them influenced me, but I do think I would have more doubts about whether I truly don't want to have kids if there were these mechanisms which would make it easier to have kids. Carla is even more categorical. And sorry for the sound, there's a little echo oh, coming from Madrid. So why I think in my case, I don't want to have kids, period. Uh, and I'm scared that in the future um, I might change my mind because I know that society is what it is. And I'm scared that one thing would lead to another and I would end up being at home or um, part-time job or my freedom would be limited. Or um, I don't know, having a kid is hard and... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I, I think I don't want to have kids, period. And then... Suddenly, I saw myself. I realized what I was doing. Obama. Yes, we can. Remember, Obama. From the beginning, I felt that child-free people were not really child-free, but rather pushed to give up on children by the world's imperfections. I tried so hard to deconstruct their desire to be child-free, to show their flaws. Poor Carla and Adelina. They told me clearly that they didn't want children and still I went back to ask them again. They had to justify themselves, to explain themselves. Why? Why this insistence on questioning the child-free when I have never asked a woman why she wanted a child? And then there is Caroline, mother of two. First, I didn't choose to have children. I became pregnant and decided to keep them. Caroline tells me that as soon as her firstborn arrived, everything was difficult. Well, to be honest, it was really violent. My children's father was working all the time and I was alone with my kids. One and then the second, because they're so close in age. And everything was complicated to find childcare. 
Suddenly, life accelerated. It was like it was on steroids. Without having anybody helping, I was always absolutely exhausted. I have categorically refused to be only a mum, as many women do when they have a kid. They lose their identity as women. I've always fought against that. Yes, I am a mother, but I'm also still the woman that I was before. Always running, 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 and in the end it's still completely collapsed. My husband left me, work wasn't going well, my kids throw everything in my face that is never enough, regardless of what you give them. So there, I'm 45, all I'm getting is blame, I'm tired like you would not believe. It's a scam. I can't be done. Keeping the life you had before while having kids, it just doesn't work out. Not without help. I feel like I'm stuck in a whirlwind of reproaches. Nobody's happy. It's so hard to realize that. Everything is a fight. And a fight for what? My kids throw it in my face. They say, what's the point? In any case, we're all going to die. We'll never be 50, we'll never have children, and we won't be able to have chocolate anymore. No chocolate? That's unbearable. And then I ask the question. Do you feel you should have done otherwise? I don't know how or how I could have done otherwise. Let's be clear about that. It's could and not should. Today I wonder, and I am a bit regretful, if I had to do it all over again, if I really had to, I probably wouldn't keep them. Oof. Beyond the power of the words, their mere possibility of existence says something about our society. A mother could never have said that before the 21st century. And as you can hear, we agreed, Caroline and I, to change her name and her voice. What I wanted to talk about in this episode is the need to hear this speech and also I showed, a little in spite of myself, how much society resists, how much all farts, a group I sometimes belong to, cringe at the suggestion that a woman could just want to be child-free. Why am I so convinced that having children is great when obviously having one or more kids will ruin your finances, suck up all your energy, eat up all your time, steal your youth and your favorite t-shirts. Why? Because my kids are so great. A proof? When he was 10, my son Marco became fascinated with our presidential election. He read all the candidates' leaflets and then asked me very seriously, why don't you run? I think you would be elected. You have ideas. I think you would make a good president. No comment. The love of a 10-year-old son for his father is a kind of gold that cannot be bought. The child-free, those who don't want children, are absolutely right not to have them. They are right not to listen to my sugary paternalistic speech. But a world populated by child-free individuals who enjoy their infertility is not a child-free world, but a childless one, a world that suffers from infertility. This is the end of this episode of A Child-Free World, dedicated to child-free people. We meet again soon. <laughs>